The Money Show. Personal Finance. And this personal finance feature brought to you by Toyota Financial Services. Toyota Financial Services is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. Warren Ingram. Uh, you're wearing your turban. You've got your cloak on with the stars and the brooms and the cats on it. Um, you put yourself in a darkened room. You are, you've said the spells. Tell us what happens in 2023. I think I've got maybe two main drivers of of what will move our, our investment markets next year. And, and the first is going to be what, what goes on in America and then some some domestic issues that will have a smaller impact. But and, and the reason I'm focusing on America first is we, we, we have to understand America makes up, you know, around about 60% of the value of, of world markets. And and so actually, you know, if, if America has a good year, the, the likelihood is we have a good year. If America has a lousy year, we're certainly going to have a, a lousy year. And, and so, you know, just looking at what's driving America at the moment, you know, th- there's an incredible amount of of news around the world and you know around you know economic and political events and you know i mean the, the war in ukraine is a big issue in the news uh, and a humanitarian crisis and, and lots of things like that you know but, but but actually what drives the american markets and certainly what's going to drive the american markets at the start of next year will, will be american inflation so you know you know every time we we get uh, in, inflation data coming out in america uh, analysts are forecasting, uh, you, you know, what, whether they think they're going to be more rate hikes, and and then secondly, uh, how, how much longer everything will carry on. Uh, and so, when we see the end of that story, and I, I think you know we'll probably have a fairly good grip on that by the end of March, uh, th- that will drive uh, American investors to to start looking forward again. And and it's important to know, you know, we, we're going to end the, this year in in the U.S. with with the American market down more than ten percent. That's only happened 12 times in the last 95 years. It It is a rarity on its own. In, in most years, the American market is up three out of every four years. So, so that the, the pressure is always for, for markets to rise, and, and especially the, the U.S. market. So, so when we start next year, and we, we've had a, a horrific year in American markets like 2022 will be, uh, understand that only 9% of the time, less than one out of 10 times, will you have the American market ending uh, down again in 2023. So, so the, the likelihood is, you know, 90% chance that 91% chance the American market goes up next year. And and so that's a huge driver for us to understand as investors. I'm, I'm not saying go, go and bet everything that, that that you've got that the American market will rise, but, but, but surely don't start uh, n- next year with a view that, it's almost certain to be down next year. I, I think there's a very good chance that, that uh, the world markets go up. And, and if world markets go up, that, that will be very positive for, for South African investors. So, so point one, globally uh, likely to be better than, than we've had this year. Uh, if not, it's, it's a very small chance that, that, that we have another lousy, another lousy year. Do you in mind South if Africa, I sh- two big if I, if I if I may just hold on South Africa just for a moment? Can I show off for a moment? Because I want to show you that I listen to what you say. 
I want to prove <laughs> to you that I pay attention to your every word. Uh, Franchuk Literary Festival. Remember that wonderful gathering. May this year, you and I were in Franchuk. We shared a table at the Franchuk Literary Festival. We spoke about your most recent book about global investments. Um, and there was a nice man from Investec there as well. And I asked you both whether or not the bull market and global markets continued. And both of you went pale and shook your heads. And you, I think you even quivered a little with fear. Um, just to say, no, it's gone too far. There's just too many heads wins things are going to be terrible this year and you were right i just want to pay tribute on that particular point to both of you um and you were absolutely right on the point of the markets were going to be negative you are suggesting therefore that the worst may be over in terms of the interest rate cycle and the fact that you know that we know better where the where the world is sitting today than we did 12 months ago um and so the outlook is better take me to south africa now that i've shown off I, I appreciate the compliment. I'd already forgotten that I'd actually managed to get one, one thing right this year. So thank you, Bruce. It makes me feel great. <laughs> uh, so, so to South Africa, I think there, there are two big factors that that I can think of. This, uh, you know, at this moment, will there'll always be new ones. But, but the first one, you know, a, a topic of news this week will be Eskom. Um, you know, the, the CEO leaving is 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 very bad news. No, no question. Uh, you, you know, we we have to ask uh, why suddenly the pull, the rugs pulled out from under him. But 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 beyond the conspiracy theory, uh, I think the big issue for me around Eskom will be. You know, you know this this promised debt restructure. It should have happened in October. It didn't. Uh, we've now been promised that it will happen in February. Uh, you know, it's really important that 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 a, a large chunk of that debt on Eskom's balance sheet gets taken off, so that they've got the ability to do things like buy diesel and and you know keep the lights r- running. I mean, that's really the big key now. If if they had diesel, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. So so that for me is a, is a massive issue. And and how that debt is restructured, how much of it gets gets transferred onto government government's balance sheet and and what government does to mitigate that debt is is a very big issue for me and i think uh, you know it will relieve a lot of pressure all the way around if it's done intelligently and and not just sort of you know ideologically uh, I'm, I'm not sure what what the outcome uh, and, will and, be i have no uh, no no we, we don't know we don't know what the outcome will be but if we look at the track record of national treasury if we look at the utterances and the actions so far of the finance minister, and he's only been in this job for a year or so, but he's uh, got a long history in ANC policy making and all sorts of things. Uh, I'm, you know, very confident in logic prevailing. Um, it's not always going to be what we want and the first choice of, of what we like, but there is a certain adulthood within the National Treasury about dealing with real constraints and real problems that we face. Yeah, I hope so, and I, I'm, you know, I think, and I think that's my my point. I'm, I'm, it's it's probably a position of hope. You know, I think uh, it, it it's a little bit of a downer again. You know, to kind of end uh, end this year with with the, the, this kind of I, I, I you know I can't call it anything other than a disaster around you know Dorator resigning, uh, and and that short term thinking just really bothers me. But but two maybe then the, the next point, and I think uh, you know the, this weekend is key, you know, and and we're talking about our our, our the, the president's future. So so you know how he comes through the, this elective conference is is an, uh, is important. But I think for me probably even more important is who ends up being the the deputy president of the ANC because certainly that person will have. 
a big role to play, uh, you know, up until 2024, I think until the next, you know, national election, because, you know, if, if the president does get into legal trouble beyond, you know, beyond political trouble around Palapala, then, you know, th that deputy president, uh, I think, takes over the, the running of our country. And to your point, you know, it, does that person enforce the, the, the kind of economic thinking that we're seeing at the moment? So, so for me, uh, you know, keeping the president in, 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 in the seat, in the hot seat for now is important to our country's future. But, uh, but the thing that's really going to give direction to what happens next, I think, is, is the deputy president. So I'm watching that like a hawk, really hoping we, we don't get a really bad outcome, uh, outcome there. So, so probably for me, those are, are may, maybe the three big things that, that I'll be looking for for next year. In, inflation in America, how quickly it peaks and, and really starts to fall, and, the, and therefore how quickly their, their central bank uh, stops raising interest rates. And then in South Africa, the, the debt problem on ESCOM's balance sheet, I think it's a huge signal uh, as to how the, the country goes forward. And then lastly, you know, the, 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 the president and, and more importantly, the, the deputy president, for me, big factors uh, and, and all of them kind of arriving in the first quarter of, of, of next year. Yeah, I, I, I wish it didn't matter. I really wish it didn't matter who was running the country. Um, but unfortunately, it does because we in a we have a cult of personality. Um, it, it was the same under the Nats. The the huge the power of the position of president disproportionate to the talent of the individuals in many cases that have held these jobs over many years, and and their pervading ideology drives outcomes for the country, and it's so destructive um, because we don't have people working in national interest. We have people working in party political interest. We have people working in personal interest for personal gratification. Um, and while, you know, you should be rewarded for a job well done, we don't even reward people for doing the job well. We just reward them for winning the job. Um, and it's, pro it's deeply problematic the way in which we structure our, our leadership. I agree. And I think, you know, what's, what's really bothering me at the moment is that, you know, ministers are, are being shown up to, for, for their incompetence or, or just tardiness. They were very slow. And, and that seems to me the fireable offense is you, you mustn't show up a cabinet minister. You know, you mustn't embarrass them. You, it's, not, it's not about how good the job is that you're doing. Just don't make us as cabinet ministers look bad. If you do, you're out. And, and that seems to me the kind of core message that, that I'm taking out of this, which is really you know, soul-destroying. But, but beyond that, I just wanted to say, I mean, I saw kind of, quite a few messages from people today and you know, over the last couple of days really kind of panicked again. You know, it's almost you know, the, the same sort of level of fear as, as, as when uh, the, the finance minister got fired before. And, and I just want to say that I think that's maybe the other thing we should just be careful of. Don't, don't get too dramatic in your investment thinking, you know, don't now go and sell every asset you own in South Africa because the CEO of ESCOM got fired. It, it is a blow, no, no question, but it's not the blow that, you know, kind of destroys our country. And I think we need to be careful of being too dramatic in our thinking uh, around, you know, the next few days, you know, with the anti elective conference, and then more importantly, the next few months, you, you know, bad news does come and go and, and eventually it passes and investors are always looking ahead. And I think that's the point here. Don't, don't kind of have a knee jerk reaction where you just, you know, sell up and, and, and kind of sit in cash or, you know, send all your money out at 1750 or whatever it is to the dollar, which is probably going to be a, a really lousy rate. If you look, if you look back, 12 months from now. So, so I think just, you know, take your time, be diversified, be slow to move and, and don't be absolute in your thinking. This, this is not the end of the world. Uh, you, you know, whatever happens in the next days and weeks, it's, it's just either going to be decent news 
or lousy news, but but certainly not world-ending and, li- and life-ending. No, the, the country's far stronger than that. Thank you, Warren Ingram. From Galileo Capital, uh, a Thursday night contributor on personal finance. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, Pablo. Thank you, all of our regulars.